Hello and welcome to Herbert Smith Freehills podcast on an introduction to digital transformation. My name is Yosuke Homer and I'm a senior associate in the disputes group in HSF's Tokyo office. Perhaps more importantly in the context of this podcast, I'm also seconded part-time to HSF's digital law group, a cross-practice team of legal operations and technology experts that assist our clients to understand and identify solutions to the legal issues that arise digital transformation and navigate the legal, regulatory and ethical complexities that arise from the digital transformation of the legal department and legal industry. This podcast will hopefully provide our listeners with an introduction into the topic of digital transformation, which I will also refer to as digitization, and the issues that stakeholders should consider, both in terms of legal and process, in any digital transformation journey. The podcast will be split into three parts. This is part one, and parts two and three will consider the background on the current state of digital transformation and specific issues that may be relevant for the specific jurisdictions that our listeners are based in. For part one of the podcast, I have with me Natasha Bleicher, HSF's Global Head of Digital Law and the most innovative individual in APAC for 2021, according to the Financial Times, who joins us from Perth, and Susanna Wilkinson, HSF's Digital Law Lead for the APAC region, who joins us from Brisbane. With the introductions out the way, I want to turn to Natasha. I appreciate digital transformation as a topic that you could speak to for hours, but perhaps at a very high level, what is digital transformation and what are some of the key issues and factors that companies should account for when considering the transition? Wow, thank you, Yusuke. That is certainly a very big question and one that will um, test my limits to talk to in three minutes. But basically, digitalization is where you take a process that's happening in the analogue or the real world around you and you automate that process and you start to accrue data to that process. And um, digitization is not something that's happening in a vacuum and it's not just something that's happening in one sector or one part of the economy or one jurisdiction. It is happening everywhere and it's certainly happening to every single HSF client. One of the things I would say, though, is the best clients are the ones who it's not just happening to, it's something that they're actually driving internally. So let's just put some statistics behind this concept of the ubiquity of digitalization. And at this moment in time, we've got more than 90% of all data today has been created in the last three years. There's 4.1 million Google searches every minute. You've got 190 million emails sent every minute. You've got 1.1 million US dollars being spent on e-commerce every minute. You've got stocks of the big tech companies, they're basically 23% of the market capitalization of the S&P 500. And that's your Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google, Microsoft. Um, That's before you even get to your Baidu, Alibaba and Tencent. So this is a ubiquitous change, which is quite profound and is impacting all clients and all people everywhere. So what does that mean for a lawyer? And what does that mean to those people who are attempting to provide legal services inside the framework of digitalization? Well, it's generally two things. One is for those people who are experiencing the digitalization of the legal department itself. So that is the actual silo within which most of our clients operate, the lawyers, the general counsel, 
is being able to understand how their role's changing, how their processes need to change, what tools that they should be using and how they should be looking at the risks and opportunities that are created through those new tools and new data flows. The second way that our lawyers are being impacted out there in industry is that they are also having a difference in the type of legal analysis that they need to do for the digitalization of the broader businesses that they exist in. Because we have a, a situation now where digitalization is the number one board agenda item for over 90% of our clients. Because what happens when you have digitalization is you increase the complexity of your business exponentially. And that means that there is a whole bunch of strategic new risk that also needs to be moderated real time and lots of new legal questions as well. So what I think is really interesting is a lot of people, when they think about digitization, they think about, well, what new tools do I need to buy and what new IT do I need to buy? But one of our greatest learnings, particularly through our own digitization journey here at HSF and through speaking to clients and helping clients is actually the biggest change of all is cultural transformation. So when you embark on digital transformation, you are changing the way that people are doing business because you're moving some of their role into the, into the role of the machine. And that can have implications for fear, that can have implications for how people are rewarded and their incentives. And it also means you might need to start bringing together some new multidisciplinary teams, bring together IT teams, bring together sector experts. And that is not how the structures of most organisations are up and ready. So if I was to say anything to take away from this is yes, there are big legal questions. You need to start understanding your IP law, your data law. You need to understand about some of the new concepts like the digitization of the legal contract itself or smart legal contracts, regulatory implications around tokens, etc. But more than that, for any lawyer, you need to understand the change that's going to happen to you and the culture that sits around you to make sure that you are the best people are moving forward who have an open mind and curiosity about digitization. So probably it from me. Yes, again. Thank you very much for the overview, Natasha. So the key takeaway point, of course, is that every organization will be on their own digital transformation journey and the issues that arise will depend heavily on what stage of the journey they're at and the technologies being adopted. Turning now to Susanna, uh, what are the key legal and regulatory issues and considerations that are likely to accompany any digital transformation journey? Hi, it's okay. Thanks for having me. Uh, look, I think another great question, and as Natasha touched on, when we talk about digital transformation, we really need to think about it having a horizontal impact through businesses and organisations. So at its core, if it's about leveraging technology, that transition from analogue to digital, not just about increasing efficiency, but generating completely new sources of value that we didn't have access to several years ago. So if we think about digital transformation through that lens, there are a couple of really key impacts that we need to look at. First of all, when we talk about innovation or leveraging emerging technologies, talking about things like the Internet of Things, sensors, blockchain, smart legal contracts, artificial intelligence and process automation, Assessing which of these technologies is the right solution for any particular business, you then need to drill down into looking at the available options. Is it preferable to make, buy, ally or invest? So what are the strategies that you'll use, whether it's in-house development or outsourcing, um, strategic partnerships, JVs and M&A, all of those um, come with their own legal challenges. 
I think a second thing that Natasha's touched on and which I would like to re-emphasise as absolutely key is the culture and it's the people piece. So empowering the right people in your business um, and looking at that successful digital transformation, which is always supported through igniting existing talent and engaging the workforce. So this requires things like upskilling, um, dealing with bias issues within the organisation, ethical considerations in the use of artificial intelligent in, intelligence in recruitment. Um, COVID-19 has brought new people-related challenges into businesses with remote working. Um, and we'd also like to get you know, people to co consider as we shift the way we do, um, the way we, we work, you know, what are the right uh, approaches going forward in terms of wearable technology and workforce monitoring amongst other things. A third point I'd like to point out is the increased reliance on online systems um, and digital connectivity cyber becomes absolutely vital. Um, with every increased digital point of connection, you're creating a new potential point of vulnerability into your business. So it's vital to account for these factors and it becomes critical to protect against cyber attacks, ransomware, phishing. Now we all know about these risks, um, but they're going to become increasingly important as companies and businesses go through their digital transformation journey. There's a couple of really high profile examples. The Colonial Pipeline ransomware attack in the US in May um, is, is one really good recent example. And the hackers managed to shut down a major oil pipeline system which was servicing uh, southeastern USA. Colonial ended up having to pay the ransom of over 4.4 million US dollars in Bitcoin to the hackers, um, although a significant portion of that was recovered by the US Department of Justice. And I think The Economist has noted that even relatively developed countries like Japan um, have serious cybersecurity issues to address and pointing out recently that nearly 14 million people are still using Windows 7, even though Microsoft stopped providing security patches for that operating system in January 2020. Um, there's a couple of other points I'd like to make. Um, the increased reliance on data, you know, people say data is the new oil data analytics is the new combustion engine. But with this increasing reliance on, um, and value of data, we need to look at opportunities for artificial intelligence. We need to think about issues relating to monetization and in particular, privacy. So there are lots of examples at the moment of companies being fined for data breaches. Um, Equifax, British Airways, Uber, Married International are some recent high profile examples. And companies really need to be wary of complying with regulations um, and in particular extraterritorial application of certain regulations like GDPR on top of the local legislations for, for whichever jurisdiction they're operating in. We're seeing an increasingly complex regulatory framework um, and it's more and more difficult for companies to keep up with all the regulation. Um, and we think this is only going to increase into the future because we're expecting regulation in many jurisdictions to cover new technologies, big tech companies, um, specific sectors, and the interplay of all of these new factors. Uh, there are also um, indications that ethical considerations will need to be built in to some of the regulatory frameworks, because in many instances, the law is not keeping pace with um, the rapid emergence of new technologies. Um, and, and we're going to need to have a, a balancing act there between sort of tech neutral and tech agnostic regulations that protect consumers against unintended consequences of, of emerging technologies. Um, there's one other point which is around just human 
human movement um, and the use of property, how businesses grapple with this switching to a hybrid working model that's come about from COVID-19 um, and, and the role that sort of emerging technologies will play in smart cities of the future will have a really practical sort of on the ground impact to the way that businesses operate. So Yotsuke, there's a lot of things in there um, and we could we could talk for a long time, but they're some of the high level points that I'd like to make. Thank you very much, Susanna, for identifying the core areas for consideration. Uh, now, turning back to Natasha, just to finish up this part one of this podcast, in what sectors are we seeing the most digital transformation related activity um, from your position as Global Head of Digital Law at HSF? Well, yes, okay, I don't think there is any industry that we're not. I think we mentioned this before, there, there is digitalization happening absolutely everywhere. Um, and it would be more, I would say, falling on um, champion individuals inside organisations that push their organisations. And it would be more something that we see where there are forward thinking organisations who are leading. So it's not necessarily sectors. Having said that, um, IT and telecommunications, perhaps no surprise there. Um, they're more forward thinking. And the big one is financial services because they already digitised their primary product of money a long time ago. And if you really look at what's happening in respect of tokens, central bank digital currencies, cryptocurrencies, digital assets, there are trillions and trillions of dollars taking place inside that industry and the fintech industry, which I would say um, the average average person doesn't even realise the extent that that industry has moved on and doesn't even understand the products that are being distributed inside that industry. Having said that, of course, um, energy, retail, real estate, pharmaceuticals, it's all all pervasive. Um, clients, what are they asking us for? They want help with really practical things around um, cloud adoption. There's more on blockchain, ledger technology. But I think some of the most interesting things we're doing at the moment actually play into ESG. So that's the sustainability and governance where people are asking what are their ethical requirements in respect of this technology. They're no longer just asking what is the black letter uh, of the law in respect of their obligations. They're saying that they would, in connection with what you're seeing of the take-up of human rights policies, for example, they're saying, how do we get digital right um, in a way that is ethically sound? Which, of course, has its, all its own set of complexities. But, yeah, that's probably what we're seeing from the market. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Natasha and Susanna. Uh, this wraps up part one of the podcast on an introduction to digital transformation. Um, we'll be further discussing the history of digital transformation and the particular challenges faced in light of the legislative and regulatory environments in certain jurisdictions, such as Japan and Singapore in parts two and three. Uh, we'll be publishing the relevant discussions on the jurisdictions that our listeners are based in. But if you'd like to know more about a different jurisdiction or discuss specific queries that you may have with respect to your company's digital transformation journey, please feel free to get in touch with any members of HSF Digital Law Group and we'll be more than happy to assist with your query. Thank you very much to all our listeners for their time.